What's up? This is The Real Deal Podcast. Maddie Marshall here, and we are just a couple weeks out from the Dallas Open. Things are getting insane on the pro paintball circuit, as always during the offseason. Always gets a little bit crazy, and I'm lucky enough to have brand new Dynasty members, Brandon Short and Kyle Spica, with me here. We're actually sitting in Brandon Short and Kyle Spica's living room, and it's raining outside, which is kind of rare for <laughs> our part of town. But, uh... But yeah, it's 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 been a crazy off season. You guys are on new a new team. Yep. You guys both just came off the Ironman. Now you're playing for Dynasty. And uh, Brown on Brand, say hi to everybody. What up, guys? How are you guys doing? Uh, hope you guys are all excited for the 2013 season as much as I am. And uh, look forward to the, to the whole year, man. I'm excited. Kyle, how are you feeling about it? I'm super excited. It's a it's a new start. gives gives you a whole new. Uh picture of the sport you started and uh actually push uh, take it to a new extent yeah for sure now a lot of people want to know i mean and we might as well just get right into it but you guys played on the ironman for years um and you know especially brandon you know you'd played for i mean how many years are you on the ironman now well there was one year in the very beginning that i switched teams to legacy mm -hmm. but i was with die the whole time uh, I was with Die for nine years total, mm -hmm. which is a really, really long time. Yeah. And Kyle, you've been on the team for how long? Uh, this would have been going on my fourth season if I would have stayed this year, 2013. Fourth season. Fourth season. With yeah, with that's Iron a decent Man. amount of time. And now you guys are playing on San Diego Dynasty. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> there had been a big changing of the guard, which happens with big pro teams, in uh, that. You know, Kevin Brethauer, Skinny Kevin, who's now his coach in Tampa, was coaching the Ironman with you guys, playing underneath him. And he kind of had a bunch of young, up-and-coming guys, some, a little bit of experience with uh, Brandon and Mike Paxson. And some middle, some guys have been around for a little bit of time. It's not like you're a boot rookie. The Eric, LJ. Yeah, LJ. I mean, some pretty solid mid-level experience guys, a couple nearing the, and then a bunch of rookies. Yeah. But everyone played great. Team was doing pretty good, not winning tournaments, but consistently making Sunday. Yeah. And then change came in. Mike Kimmon comes in. A little bit more of an intense version of a coach to try to get the Ironman to the next level. SK leaves, goes to Tampa. Tampa, you know, either abandons or loses Paul Richards. He goes to San Antonio X Factor. It's getting crazy. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's another <laughs> crazy It's like one of those afternoon soap operas right yeah. now. It's funny because I, I kind of see it almost like a domino effect, you know? Mm -hmm. it all. I feel like it kind of started in our camp with, you know, uh, him coming over and that just in my opinion, it kind of started the domino effect of players jumping ship, coaches jumping ship, going to Tampa, that, that created this, that created Impact. that. So it's, it's just funny to kind of watch it all unravel, and I kind of feel like it kind of started over here in Southern California, and it's, you know, it's making its way around. But Should we selfishly believe it always starts in Southern California? No, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Always. This is the paintball mecca. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Joey Blute, and he's like, no, nah, this isn't that crazy. I mean, yeah, it's getting a little crazy, but every year's crazy. It's just this year with the way that social media is and webcast and, you know, just the, the PSB kind of being the bigger league now. And they're just being a lot of teams getting built. Houston, he got beat, built last year. 
But I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, do you think it's abnormally chaotic in this particular offseason, or do you think that this is just kind of par for the course? I think I th- it's definitely at a higher level than it has been the past few offseasons. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I think crazy. It's, it's pretty normal. I think you hit it on the head, though, with paintball access and the way it is right now with paintball being more under a microscope. Mm-hmm. It's really being, you know, documented really well and highlighted to the point where it's in everyone's face. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think every offseason is crazy, but this one is maybe a little bit more so in general. But, I, yeah, to, to, the, to the Internet and paintball access and all that, it's definitely being more documented. So. And so, Brandon, you decided to leave the Ironman first, correct? Yeah. A couple days. It was pretty close. I mean, uh, me and Kyle were talking about it. I mean, you live together, so, so I'm yeah, sure we, yeah. we live. We were definitely contemplating badness it over. Weeks, like, it was yeah, tough, like. but just being, you know, I, I didn't want Kyle to quit necessarily because of me. I wanted him to make his own decision, so he can't, you know, look back and be like. Brandon would tell me that every time I would. Yeah, like I didn't want him to. I don't want him to look back and be like, "Why did you make me do that?" Or have, you know any of those feelings? So I was always like, we'd always talk about it together, but I'd always reassure him like, do what you, feels best to you. Like it's not a it's not a big deal if we play on different teams. Like we'll still be friends. It's no big deal. But I think in the end, it, it just made sense. And me and Kyle are on the same page about a lot of things. So you know, him and me, it's just it wasn't that hard of a decision to mm-hmm. go together. So, Brandon. When you were making this decision, and and we kind of talked, we've talked about this obviously, but and there's been an interview on on Paintball Access about this, but kind of give me the rundown on why this just felt more right to you in this stage of your career to play on Dynasty. Have you always kind of maybe, I mean, you've always been a thorn in Dynasty's side, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're one of the better Southern California players over yeah. the past decade, it's, and which it's is funny, we I was. One of our practices the other day with uh, Alex Fraji, we're doing drills where we're both in the snake, and he looks at me and he goes, "Oh, this is pretty familiar." Because it's, <laughs> I remember that. I mean, yeah, I, I can't tell me you how many times that you know I faced off against Dynasty in important matches. How many times just ballpark do you think in the past eight years that you've played Dynasty on a Sunday or on a Sunday, <sighs> or just in just in general? What, I well, mean, in general, ballpark. I mean. I don't know, 20, 20, 30 times. I don't know. That, that might be a lot, but uh, it could be right. About 20 or 30 times. Maybe including practices, too. Oh, my gosh. Just hundreds, hundred times. <laughs> and so yeah. now you're on the team. Yeah, is now, it a little weird? or You know, it's... It or does it feel like home? It's a little weird, but it also feels like home because I know, I, I know these guys. It's not that big of a deal. And now that I'm a little bit older and mature and it it really wasn't as hard of a transition as I thought it would be. Everyone's super cool on the team. I really like a lot of the guys. Um, I've known Oliver for a while, played with him forever. So, um, yeah, it, it really wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And I'm and I thought I'd be you know kind of wishy-washy, like, like did I make the right decision? Did I not? But right now I feel like 100% I made the right decision and. I'm just super excited for the season and ready to start my new chapter on this team. How do you feel? Because I think that, you know, we we do get so wrapped up in kind of the... Because, you know, with a big player, there's a lot of versatility there. And there's a lot of story there. And there's a lot of history between the teams and all that. But on the field, 
the actual game itself, how do you feel you're going to vibe with the guys on Dynasty? As far as, because I think that, you know, now that we have a, a really definite version of what position players play, mm -hmm. not that guys can't play different positions, especially, you know, very versatile players. I mean, you're, you're, you guys are both relative. Brandon, you're, you're versatile mm -hmm. now. Kyle, you're less versatile than Brandon, but you also remind me of him you know, four years ago, mm -hmm. you know, and he was the one in the snake constantly. And I remember, Brandon, we've had this conversation before. I think we might even talk about some podcasts before where at one point I remember you were like, yeah, I'm just getting tired of playing the snake. I don't want to get pigeonholed. Mm -hmm. I want to step out of the box. And I was like, look, kid, because at the time you were like 21 years old. And I was yeah. like, look, I appreciate that. And you're definitely skilled enough to do that. But that would be like the best shortstop in baseball coming up to the coach mm -hmm. and be like, you know what? Kind of over shortstop. So I feel like I want to play first, you know, yeah. really want to play first right now. And uh, talk to the team about it. You know, they think I want to play first too. Be like, no, dude, you're the fucking yeah. best shortstop. That's the hardest position in baseball. <laughs> I need you in that position. Yeah. There's no one better than you right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Please take it back. You know. Well, so what's cool about Dynasty right now is this team reminds me of kind of like the Ironman team I played on years past when we were when we were dominating. You know, we had we had a lot of good back guys, and it was up to the front guys. Me, Alex Goldman, Marcelo, to go attack. Yep. Now on this team, it's the same situation. We got some really, really top of the line, mid to back players on this team. You know, and some of the best that have ever picked up a gun. Exactly. Like it. It's arguably probably a better team, better back line, possibly than the Ironman squad that I was on. You know, these guys are, you know, hands down the best players. So. Um, so now, you know, it's kind of like, I, and you said it, and a lot of people noticed it last year, is Dynasty was missing a front line. And uh, I watched a lot, all Dynasty's games on the webcast. I rewatched them in the offseason, and I really thought about it, and, and it really is. They need some solid front guys. They need some production. So I'm going to take it upon myself. Kyle's going to take it upon himself to attack this year and get down. Are you going up there? I mean, if that's where they want me, that's where I want to be. That would be sick. Please yeah. do that. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I respect your talent. You mm -hmm. want to play the two? Cool. Shit. If you're like, Matt, I really want to play the three, I'd be like, oh, that, whatever you want to do, Brandon, you've mm -hmm. earned it. But, dude, you're one of the best snake players yeah. well, ever I mean, to play the game, dude. Yeah. Well, you with know? the Ironman, too, it was, it really was. It was like I needed to be where Skinny told me to be. I needed I needed to be where my team needed me, you know. Mm -hmm. And honestly, on the Ironman the last two years, it necessarily wasn't first in the snake. Even though a lot of tournaments I was first in the snake, but I played where Skinny told me to play, and that's usually how I've always been. Even though I'll bitch and moan sometimes, but that's where you know I'm a pretty good team player. So I'm looking at this Dynasty squad, and it's like I know already where I need to be on this squad. I need to be up in the front, whether it's on the Doritos or Snake side. <coughs> And um, I have no whims about playing there, you know. And this off season, I'm really trying to condition myself to make sure that I can handle it. Because even though I'm not that old, I still have, you know, the aches all over. But you know, I think with proper well, conditioning. Well, that comes from playing the snake. For yeah. <laughs> I mean, my knees, now. my knees hurt all the time. Oh, but bro, I hear you. I think with proper conditioning that I can get right back in there and handle biz. Well, you you don't look out of shape to me. Are you out of shape? What are you no. talking about proper conditioning? <laughs> yeah. You look like you're running a marathon right now. Yoga. Put, I need to get my yoga on. Yeah. I need to get yeah, my joints going. But uh, <laughs> now, 
So Glucosamine I, and chondritin. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Yes, lots of Advil. Too. Yeah, Ad- <laughs> <laughs> whatever else helps. Yeah. Do you have a particular knee that that you, there's more bum than the, the other? Because my right knee is it's, not yeah. nearly what my left knee is because of Rich Telford's field that we played on <laughs> back in the day in the Modesto. <laughs> yeah, the Modesto yeah. field. That no, literally. It, my right knee. It's funny because when I was younger, I would just run around and slam myself at SC Village, which is just like concrete. Oh. And I remember. Dave Youngblood was out there one day, and he said, you're going to kill yourself. You won't be able to do that one day. And, and even though I can still run around and dive, like, yeah, he, he was right. <laughs> like, yeah. it's well, not the same anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I think just taking care of myself better, it's, it's not a big deal. Do you have one injury or one thing in particular? Because I can literally point out, like, why the inside of my left knee hurts if I run more than five or six miles or just because I'm – old as shit now but like <laughs> and uh it was rich telford's concrete field dove in the snake and like banged it yeah and then it was right before a tournament and it was like oh my knees kind of hurt a little bit and swelling but it's the five days before the event so just pills pills just gonna go play yeah, i definitely have a story like that uh, yeah when i was uh where was it when I, this is actually dates way back to when i was in elementary school uh, me and my friends were playing on trampoline thought it'd be a good idea to try and do front flips off the trampoline onto the grass <laughs> and uh did it pretty successful a couple of times and then front flip off the trampoline trampoline, trampoline just onto the, onto the, the grass yeah, onto the grass wow pretty stupid um and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i do it over flip land straight flat on my back about a nine foot drop straight to my back and i couldn't breathe and i had to go like straight to the hospital and uh it was just my back locked up, and then now every once in a while my back will lock up and it'll be locked up for a week. No way. And sometimes still to this day. Yeah, still how old to this were day. You? Just uh, 22 right now. No, I know you're 22 now, but how old were you then? Oh, I think maybe 11. Then. <laughs> Do you're made out of rubber when you're 11 yeah. though? Yeah, I know. Well, it's like <laughs> no, it's, it's just randomly, I'll my lower back will just get locked up and. Sometimes it sucks. It'll it'll come at practice, and sometimes it'll carry over. What do you event. do when that happens? Uh, just like a lot of icy hot biofreeze and crazy stretches to try to get it to go away. But usually it takes like it's like four days. I can I can play and stuff. It's just like excruciating pain, hard Oof. to breathe. Everything. Have you ever got that checked out or what it is? Yeah, or? I mean, most of the time they say go to the chiropractor, and I'll get like a, a reset a couple times, and it'll go away. But I mean. It's it's still there, like always. God, it sucks. <laughs> Especially if you, cause you're, you're the snake one, bro. Yeah. You got to run up there yeah. every single I time. I mean, I can I can take it and deal with it. It just definitely hurts pretty Something, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. How's your shoulder doing these days, Shorty? Uh, I'm fine. It's actually like more or less now. It's my knees and my back. It just They just hurt always. Yeah. You know, you sit in a chair for too long or you, you lay down for too long and your knees hurt and your back hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to sound like an old guy, but man, I really feel like I've put a lot of put a lot of miles on my body, and there's like not many sports that you're constantly thrusting yourself on the ground. You know, football is way worse, but then it's like, what other sports are you just constantly like hitting the ground? I mean, you know, lacrosse is pretty brutal. Hockey's yeah. pretty brutal. That's true. Rugby's yeah. brutal, but they're brutal are, in their own ways. But yeah, they're but. But the thing with paintball is that you're you, people people always talk about oh I'm like getting shot must suck I'm like I've been shot, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's getting shot is that's temporary. It's mm-hmm. 
you diving around and you know like back in the day we we're in the woods like mm-hmm. that was crazy and torturous yeah i mean that was no holds barred and then now it's i mean yeah it, it you, even if you try to do it as gracefully as mm-hmm. possible it's like what okay if, dude if you're winded like go do wind sprints for 15 minutes and like breathe super heavily and be mentally stressed and then try to just gracefully dive yeah. into and well, when, when people are shooting at you and then the thing is too it's it's like you can never really compare this sport to these footballs and these hockeys because this sport sometimes, especially in the past, has been half-assed. Like we were just saying, we play in in Modesto on you know concrete. Like we're, you know, the elements aren't always there. Like we play in some pretty gnarly conditions. You know, it's it's not like these soft astroturf football fields. You know, like. Well, and I would also – it was always funny to me because paintball fields, and still to this day – correct me if you think I'm wrong, but not and not everywhere. Luckily, some places have awesome centrally located Definitely. fields on in some really rad areas. But typically speaking – They're terrible. They're, well, they're, and they're out in the middle of nowhere because yeah. it's like, okay, we go to a certain city, but then when you go to the field, the field's 35 minutes from the downtown out in the sticks – in some periphery area because you know you need some land that you got to do some stuff with if you want to have a paintball field out mm-hmm. there and then growing up in california i mean you lucky assholes over there on the east coast yeah. got the nice grass and it <laughs> rains all the time so it's all green it's like we live in the desert out here yeah I mean, people always see san diego and los angeles and southern california and they think like palm trees and beach <laughs> well the rest of it's mountains and deserts yeah Driving and 20 minutes inland and it gets pretty rough yeah so you know we uh, I, I there was there was no grass to play on yeah that's what i'm saying like there i mean like your field up there up north my field sc village like those places were just brutal mm-hmm. brutal like i'm lucky that i played there when i was younger and not anymore because that just takes you know years months off your career honestly like Pad up, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pad up as much as you can. Exactly. Get some really good knee pads. Yeah, when I when I first started playing SC Village, when I was just a young guy, no no pads at all, mm-hmm. no big deal, no pads at all. Yeah, just bloody bloody elbows and bloody knees. <laughs> that was like Eric Humphries on on the army. He doesn't he doesn't wear knee pads. I don't know how he gets away with that, ever. Every no time I pads. see that and the kids under you know it's like kid and you just kind of get going. I'm like, dude, please. Please put some <laughs> knee pads on. Yeah. You're going to thank me when you're 35 years old. Trust me. But, yeah. But so heading into – so, Spica, talk to me about your decision to leave the Ironman and come on to, to Dynasty. Because, I mean, you're from North Carolina. Yeah. You kind of grew up in the in the twilight years of the trauma camp. Yeah. You know, trauma was king just – an awesome paintball team back in the day. They were king shit. They won world championships. And then they it kind of just fizzled out over there. Yeah. And you were on the tail end of that, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind yeah, of came up. Yeah, it was like D2, D3. As they, yeah, so as they were crumbling. As they were crumbling. So yeah. then you kind of came up and then and we, we've gone over your story before on previous yeah. podcasts. But it's a pretty interesting story. You know, you're looking up to these guys growing up there and... Then you move to California and kind of through perseverance end up on the Ironman. Now you're getting better, a lot better. A lot of people are starting to kind of respect your skills. I mean, you still got a lot of room for improvement, um, which is a good thing. You know, it's like you see a boxer and he's already doing good on the professional circuit. And then you're like, oh, but man, that kid's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's awesome. Which honestly, I think is one of the reasons Dynasty picked you up. 
they need a one. They need an aggressive one, and you've done enough on the Ironman last season to kind of prove to the guys, like, let's give Spica a shot, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, I wrote that in that uh, vlog that I sent you the other day that, mm -hmm. like, Ironman and Dynasty are two teams that I was, like, just – I would only dream of, like, playing against – playing with these players, and now I'm, like, here doing it with the people that I looked up to had posters on my wall. So it's kind of like, ironic, a little bit surreal. Um, but no, the the decision for me was is pretty tough because I was working for Die too, like helping book the plane tickets, everything. Like my best friends, it's almost it's it's hard because you know it's you're just stepping in new waters, like you don't know what's gonna happen. But for me, I mean, I kind of talked about this in the last podcast a little bit that uh, when I first came out here, I started with Aftermath and me and Mike him and didn't have like the greatest relationship on the field and uh which caused me to quit aftermath and go over to the Ironman so when I mean we found out that he was coming to our team which in my mind nothing against Mike but I I thought that he didn't like our team from when he was before he was making the decision to come over so that was just a little odd to me and then um so you thought that Mike didn't like the Ironman well, yeah, before I mean, he I, came over to the when Ironman? When he was with Dynasty, it, I mean, it didn't seem like he liked any of our guys. Like, he, It didn't seem like he would want to have any part with our team. But, um, I mean, I don't know where it all switched over, if that's how he really felt. But So when it came down to it, like, time, he's going to come over. And, I mean, to be honest, I was, like, a little skeptical of just – I felt like the team was going to change. And I felt like we were, we were on the way to the top. I mean, maybe if it took another two seasons, like – we were putting together. Skinny Kevin was doing a good job. We had a young team, and I mean, we were working our way there. I, I still, I feel like we are top five team by far in the league. Do you find it frustrating to be in a situation where you look at the team and you think, "All right, these are young and up and coming guys, mostly." Yeah. Well, at least the attackers are. The there's some experience there. It had you had basically you had the right mix, but you just needed time. Yeah. But at, at the same time, let's say you own a paintball team. I mean, are you willing to fund a team for three years to build them up to be a champion, or do you want to go and try to, you know, get yeah, better true. players in? I mean, it's you have to look at yeah from the other point of view. It, well. It's tough because you can look at it from point both perspectives and think because I've been in this situation, and when you look at it from both perspectives, it's like, dude, the Ironman can't suck yeah. ever. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the goddamn Ironman. Yeah. You know, I mean. So, yeah, you guys, and I respected the hell out of what the Ironman accomplished last year. Spoke highly about you guys on, you know, whenever I could because I understood that struggle and I felt that given what you guys had, you guys did everything you could with it. That being said, you didn't win tournaments. Yeah. You know, you guys got to Sunday and underperformed on Sunday. Frustrating. So I, I'd see you guys like just dominating the prelims and just smash team sometimes and go and underperform on Sunday. Now, also frustrating, who knows how, you know, how good that team could have been in, in its, in yeah. its arcade, well, in our, you know, at the time in that incarnation. But so it's tough. I, you know, it's one of those things. What do you guys think? Well, let me just run it back a little bit because I've been on the team for a while mm -hmm. and I've seen the ups and downs on the team. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this one thing about the Ironmen, because it is a factory team, because Dave does own the team. Mm -hmm. The Ironmen are always going to be moving forward with or without you. You know, that's just the way it is. It's, it is Dave's team, and I totally respect that. He makes the ultimate decision. So it's like, even though I quit after nine years, that team is still going to move on. 
that being said, I've seen what it takes to kind of make a team win because I've been in this rebuilding process. Um, and it took, the first time we did it is when we were super successful is when Dave's full heart and attention was on the team. You know, we had, he brought in Oliver, he got me, he got all these other big players, put us together. We had money to play, a practice facility, and it showed and it paid off, you know? And then after we had our success, there was this kind of lull moment where things started to die down. We were losing players because, you know, we weren't, some of the things weren't being promised anymore. And, you know, it just people started parting ways. And then there was this period, just like paintball had suffered a little bit because of the economy, mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we felt the hit too. You know, we didn't have the funds like we did to practice as much. And, you know, I, you got to respect that because... The goddamn recession, man. That yeah, screwed so many and things. And I, I totally respect that. And I, I saw that. And, but it showed because we would come to practice. Billy Wing would bring, you know, the 20 cases of paint. You know, we would, we'd be done by 12 o'clock. By noon, we'd be out of there. And uh, we, we, weren't, we weren't able to bring in the big name players. We had to work, you know, with scratch. And it showed. That's when we were suffering. And then our, our first move in the right direction was getting Skinny Kevin. And then with that, we started to rebuild. And the team, what was so cool and unique about this team was we were rebuilding with players that weren't superstars already. You know, we brought in Kyle, Eric. We had uh, CC a while ago. And, you know, we were just building this, this good group of guys that wanted to work hard. And little by little, we saw more and more sponsorship money. So it's kind of like... Finally, we were, we were getting to the point where we had pain again. We had the players. We had the motivation. Everything was coming together. And then out of nowhere, um, for no particular reason, I felt we were making a drastic change by bringing in you know, a new coach. And um, regardless of who it is, it's just like we heard this before World Cup was even coming around. And it's like we're, we're doing so well. We're going into World Cup. It's like why bring on such a kind of like a mind, a mind, I don't want to say it, but a mind fuck, you know? Like we realized that if, if we didn't win World Cup that there was going to be some pretty big changes coming our way, you know? So we all went into World Cup with the mindset like, yo, we got to win, we got to do this to make sure that everything we worked for doesn't change, you know? So that we could always have the defense like, well, we won World Cup. I mean, long story short, we didn't, but we still had a very successful year. You know, Rome isn't built overnight. Hey, well, it's funny. Heat, think heat about, does. Think about I mean, this. Heat did it. He did it. But I think about this. When I talked to you guys before World Cup, mm -hmm. what did we talk about? Remember, you guys were like, if we don't win World Cup, it's Shit's not. It's it's not gonna be the same. Yeah, you it's know? not. No, yeah. And I mean, like that was our that that was, was the chance. chance yeah. yeah, that was our chance. Because then and you can prove that, like, okay, hey, this team can win. But yeah, and I, you know, I don't really necessarily think that. Um, the, the new coach, Mike Hinman, was bring necessarily brought on because we weren't getting results. I just think that it was more he had a relationship with Dave and he approached Dave and he was he was he got the okay to come. But from our standpoint on the team, well, and also interestingly enough, because if people aren't familiar with the story, at the time Hinman was coaching Dynasty, the team yeah. you guys are on now. This just goes back to what I said because I was like, yeah, I felt like we were almost rival like rivals. No, we are. I mean. Especially we Dynasty and Ironman, they practice at the same facility, and there is a lot of practice. There was there used to be a lot of practicing going on, and not so much anymore. But there is a rivalry, you know, and um, 
Man, there's been a Dynasty Ironman rivalry since exactly we first stole Oliver from Dynasty. Yeah, it like wasn't even Dynasty I'm yet. Still in diapers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you in 2000, dude? 2000. Let's see if it's 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we stole Oliver from Dynasty. That's when it began, and then Dynasty became. You know, dynasty, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, absolutely. They're the dynasty. There, that's what's kind of cool about the whole deal is that there are really these rivalries. The Ironman and Dynasty, like that's a straight up rivalry because the Ironman were the one of the best teams of the night. Like they're a legendary team. You know, it's like the Steelers or you know the 49ers. I mean, that team's a legacy. It's been around forever, and and that's the the one thing that you can say about the Ironman is like, you know, I mean. Dave's going to make sure that that team's yeah. around, man. Yeah, for and sure. And that's kind of cool because if you ever played on that team, you can always be like, you know, I mean, I'll still to this day meet people that – and this pisses me off because I feel that what we what, what I did on Excessive was, a wor- you know, worthy, you know, mm-hmm. was something that, like, was really hard and we built a team up from scratch and ended up winning and that took a lot of effort. But still to this day when – if I meet random people more often than not when they're like, oh, you play paintball? Oh, yeah, I played turn paintball a little bit. Who'd you play for? And I'd be like, the first one of the first things typically those people ask of me is, oh, did you play for, oh, you played pro paintball? Were you on Dynasty? Yeah. They yeah. say that. And then the next name they typically name is the Ironman. Mm-hmm. Everybody the, knows Dynasty yeah. and everyone knows Ironman. Yeah. But mo- mostly Dynasty, to tell yeah, you the truth. Right, yeah. Sure. The way that yeah, well, times have changed and it's yeah. Dynasty. Yeah, so it's just kind of one of those things. So it's but those are those those two names just synonymous with pro yeah. paintball, and you know, like it or not like it, that's that's life, dude. And that's my experience from traveling around and you know forever and having to. Oh yeah, what do you do? I do paintball. Oh sweet, would you? Oh you play pro paintball? Yeah. Oh, did you play for Dynasty? It's not. Sometimes they'll say the Ironman, but or or they'll or I will tell them who I played for. And they'll be like an Ironman they'll recognize. Yeah. But I'll say excessive sometimes. And if they if they played for a while, or they're a little bit more into the game, and then sometimes they will uh, remember that name and others. But typically, on the measure, it's Dynasty Ironman, and excessive is a little further down the way. But <laughs> yeah, you know. But I mean, it's definitely it even still surreal for me to like to play it on two of these teams who are what I think most two renowned teams in the world ever. So it's uh, it's weird to be here now from where I started. Yeah. I mean, does that give you kind of a sense of motivation? Yeah. Does no, that give I, you I mean, a sense of accomplishment? I mean, where where are you at? Pro- I, maybe probably a little bit of both, I, right? A little accomplishment? When little I got on the Ironman, that was a sense of accomplishment. And then when I just switched to Dynasty, I feel like that gave me a whole new level of motivation to like, okay, I'm here now, I made it to this level, and now I have to prove myself. Well, to be honest, that's where you're at. Yeah. You are very accurate in your assessment. I mean, everybody knows what you're capable of, but the, the big question is when the scales of fate measure. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, what are you gonna do with it? And and also, I mean, you know, I and we've had this conversation a lot and we always talk about this and this is this is the running narrative really for your your career is that god damn you're really talented and you have some really good points and some really good games but can you continue to you know battle 
the worst demon for you, which is yourself and yeah. overthinking. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to part one here, the Real Deal podcast. Make sure to check out paintballaccess.com for all the inside scoop on what's going on in the sport, insight, stories, everything that's going on behind the scenes. We'll see you guys next time.